the old ways worked in the old days. They don't always work now. So nope. you got to adapt with the times and you got to try to be ahead of the curve. That's how businesses succeed. TV repairmans don't fucking exist anymore. And if you wanted to say, I'm going to be a TV repairman for the rest of my life, you know, eventually you had no more customers coming in. You don't need to do that when you could have been like, oh, I'm good at fixing electronics. Let me just switch and be uh, iPhone and tablet repair. Anybody who did that, now they're making more, way more than they did with TV repair. However, they're doing good. And then they're looking at what used to be their competition. That's out of business. And the dude's on disability or unemployment now because he had no other fucking skills. He didn't diversify well enough. That's just what you have to do. Because in the face of Spotify making their changes, the mergers that are going on in the music industry, you have to stay on your toes and you got to be as independent as possible and as non-reliant on these fuckers as much as possible as well too what's up y'all harcos here with the music making sense podcast and with me as always is the one the only kp how the hell you doing today kp i'm good brother how are you oh shit man i'm doing good i got my hoodie on man it's a little chilly dude it dropped down to like 30 degrees here in, in Indiana, man. So, but it's, it's late October. It is. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're getting cold but, too, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. starting to get that nice little, we're, we're in, I think we're, we're in, we're about 40. We're about there. So yeah. Damn. We're in that, yeah. It's getting cold, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it looks nice and sunny there. It's nice, nice and sunny here too. For those of y'all right. don't know, KP is over in Washington state. I'm in Indiana, yes, but yes. But yeah, it's like sunny and cold in both places on opposite sides of the U.S. So. <laughs> yeah, well, but, that means that, yeah, that's getting, um, yep, that, it's October, mm -hmm. but I'm going to be in California coming in a couple of days with, uh, about, uh, what is it, today is the, today is the like the third or the fourth or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, no, the second, actually. Second, yeah. Yep. Second <laughs> of November, and that's for that taxi conference, right? Yep, I'm going to do a taxi roll rally from the, from November 2nd to the 5th. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and hey, uh, yeah, and you're gonna be shooting video while you're there, and Absolutely. going over a lot of the information that they cover and everything like that that you learn at the taxi summit and everything, which yeah. is gonna be very beneficial because, you know, do, doing the networking for those y'all who don't follow on on Facebook, I've been really doing some hardcore outreach on Facebook, especially in a lot of the groups for. Major. Uh, yeah, for the artists and stuff like that. Been doing mm -hmm. a lot of networking over there. And um, I even uh, started talking to a couple of managers. One manager I know of, um, I was talking to him a couple of days ago. He I, he saw one of my posts about um, helping producers grow their their fan base and grow their business. Right. And I, I made a kind of a cocky comment. I said, I can I can help I can help grow a producer faster than a lyrical artist. And he hit me up in Messenger. That. Yeah, he, he he hit me up in Messenger quick as fuck. And he was like, hey, man, I manage three producers. Let, how do you do this? You know, and I, I told him a couple of things. He's like, OK, I'm already kind of doing that. And he was like, he's like, I'm already kind of doing most of that. And I, I told him to check out the episode three that we did for Reiko. Mm -hmm. of the of the music marketing review and he checked that out and he's like okay yeah he's like i'm pretty much on board with all of that stuff but you did mention sync licensing tell me a little bit more about sync licensing so right. you know i had to hit up kp a little bit refresh my knowledge and stuff because he's the subject matter expert on that mm -hmm. and he was telling me about it so i told the guy about it he goes okay cool you know and stuff but but you know, like I was telling, like me and KP have been talking about offline. Um, he is going to put together a a 
pretty solid video about that. And he's going to show some stuff from the taxi conference in there as well, too. So so give us a few weeks after you hear this. He should be back and we should be able to have that all edited and put out. And yeah. uh, we'll be able to tell you where, you know, it'll be on all the platforms mm-hmm. um, because now that we are blue check certified on Twitter or X, um, we can upload full videos over there as well, too. Nice. Um, not, yeah. So I'm not going to upload the full episode over there. That's still going to be available on Spotify, YouTube, and all the podcast channels that you're listening on right here, right now. Right. Um, no need to put that up on, on, on X, but anytime we do anything that is like decently long, like five, 10, 15 minutes of a video of some kind, whether you know, mm-hmm. we're doing the music video reviews, I've been posting those up there as well too. Um, just because it's, it's a longer form content and stuff. And you can go check that out there. But like right. I said, we, we always put it up on all the audio and video platforms as well too. So wherever you're listening right here, right now, you will be able to find any of our, like anything over 10 minutes long, we put up on that mm-hmm. as well too, as short form content we put it up on the podcast channels and shit too um but uh but yeah so that will be coming um because especially for producers sync licensing is a is a very good opportunity to diversify absolutely a hundred percent you know and and i've been talking to some more producers because you know even though i was you know on my donald trump shit being extra braggadocious saying that i could i could grow a producer faster than a lyrical artist I'm I'm 100% legit on that too because I the the measurement of success of a producer versus a lyrical artist mm-hmm. is different mm-hmm. you know so the measurement of success with a lyrical artist is growing a lot of fans and then starting to like sell out live shows tours merchandise stuff like that right and mm-hmm. and it's and if you go based off of just that it's really really hard to to monetize i mean like you got to be like tech nine and hitting the road like you know three quarters of the year Mm -hmm. um you got to be going crazy with it and you know have have sponsorship deals and stuff be do you got to be doing something else in addition to creating the music and putting the content out there and and doing all the marketing for your music and stuff it's really really complex and that's a that's a reason a lot of people have a hard time really sparking off until they get either a management team or they get signed to an indie label or a mainstream label mm-hmm. because they have a hard time breaking that barrier to where they no longer have to work like another job mm-hmm. and then they can focus on they can focus on the creating of the music and everything like that and then the marketing of it because then it's starting to roll in with the different sponsorships and stuff but with a producer now that's totally different because right. It's it's essentially an e-commerce business and mm-hmm. e-commerce businesses are pretty solid to build and scale once you get your brand established. And, right. you know, once you start getting some people checking your stuff out and some people, you know, getting some leases off of you and, you know, maybe you threw a couple people some free beats to get them started or whatever you you, you did. And you can run all kinds of e-commerce sales, you know, buy two, get one through free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's even something super secret. Fuck it. I'll tell you right now. I was talking to a producer, one of my personal producers who I've been working with to help him grow because, you know, he's had my back quite a bit in this music game as well too, throwing me some beats here and there and shit like that. But right. I, I was telling him about for the holiday season, do a buy one, gift one, that's of, a good one. of beats. And, yeah, that, and that, that's a good and, idea. And it will be equal. So if somebody buys a lease, 
you have the they have the ability to gift that lease to somebody else and how they gift it is just by you know um uh you know there's multiple different ways but anyway yeah, they're definitely I'm not, I'm not gonna give that game out but anyway <laughs> but to, yeah but y'all to gonna give, have to pay for that one huh <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay for all the details for all the for all the yeah. details on the how it, it does a lot all right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode but anyway right but if somebody buys an exclusive, then they can gift an exclusive to another artist that they know, right? Mm-hmm. And so what that does is doing something like that, that instantly attempts to double your your art, your your base of clients, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have 50, 50 clients that you're, you know, 50 artists that you work with, that, that they buy beats here and there off of you, right? Like maybe over the course of a year, you have 50 different artists that work with you as a producer. Well, you run for the month of December, buy one, gift one, lease or exclusive, right? Deal for the month of December. Well, then now for the month of December, you got some of those people, you're reactivating people who may not have shopped with you in a few months, right? Especially if you cut them like a little bit of a deal too, maybe. Um, But, you know, you say, hey, all my stuff is on sale 20% off and it's buy one, gift one, right? Not get one, but gift one. And and so now now what you're doing, you got out of those 50 people, let's say 25 people actually do a buy one, gift one. Mm -hmm. Well, now they're gifting to 25 other people. So now you've grown your overall client base from 50 people in the year. Well, now you just added another 25 more. Because you had 25 people that shopped with you, so that's money right now. And then they gifted one to somebody else. So now those new people, they're going to take that free thing. And then what you do is during the month of December, you don't really put out any new beats. What you do is you 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 remarket some of your older ones, right? But you're still producing beats. And so then at the first of the year, right, after people have used that that gift one, right, now you have their contact information and stuff like that. And you can con- you can hit them up. Hey, I got a New Year's Day sale, 15% off all my brand new beats, 20% off all my old beats, right? Here's my brand new beats, right? And so now they just got a free beat from you. 
And then you're like, oh, here's another discount or whatever. And he's some new beats, right? These are brand new. And you, maybe you step it up a little bit from your from your ones that you were gifting out. And right. that's going to help you clear up some of your old stock. And that's going to help you gain some new customers, clients, artists, however you talk about the people who buy beats off of you. And then that's just going to re-engage those people that are currently with you. It's just like, like I said, I can help grow a producer faster than I can and a lyrical artist because a lyrical artist there's so much more complex to it. And with a, with a producer, all you got to do is get your name out there, be creative with your content, have those snippets coming out, you know, have one snippet a day going up on all the platforms, you know, all the social media and, and over on YouTube and even having a DistroKid account and throwing some up on there. So it pops up on Spotify and stuff like that as well, too. Right. You know, any of the ones that you have up for lease that are not exclusives, you can pop those up on DistroKid. And then when people are listening to them, then you get a couple couple pennies here and there on royalties as well, too. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can do as as a producer that you can't do as a lyrical artist because you can't as a lyrical artist, I can't make a song and then, you know, lease it out to people and, you know, have buy one gift one and stuff like that. You can, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lot harder to move because, because yeah. the, the thing is, is that customers like the listeners of music, they're so accustomed to getting music free now that they're not wanting to pay for it. And I mean, we're seeing that on the indie level and the mainstream level, right? You know, like I, I saw something people were talking about, City Girls, their new album just came out and they're only expecting to sell between four and 6,000 copies in the first week, right? And for, for a major label artist like that, you know, that's kind of a hit, but it speaks to, you know, it speaks to all the other trends that we've been talking about here lately, like, like, like KP was talking about on a previous episode where, you know, uh, Nas and all the older school artists are selling out shows, whereas people like, you know, all the babies, the baby, little baby, mm -hmm. and, you know, that baby, brat baby, whoever the fuck's going to come out with baby next, they're canceling shows because they have low ticket sales, yeah. you know, and I think that's translating into album sales as well, too, because not only are they highly repetitive and you can hear the same old bullshit from 25,000 different artists, but people aren't buying music anymore because you don't have to. No. You know, and you can just hop on Spotify or hop on YouTube or hop on YouTube music or, you know, Apple music or whatever the situation is. And you can just listen. Yeah. That's know? why Damien Key, Damien Key straight up said it. Shout out to Damien for this. He said, you know, and, and it was like a couple of years ago when he said this. And I quote, your music needs to, your your music now is going to be attached to a product. Mm -hmm. And he also stated that. You're going to it's going to have to be a part of like your CDs and your vinyl. That's going to pretty much be your merch. Pretty much. Yeah. And and like CDs and vinyl, they are your merch in a novelty type of way. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like it's it's basically like a shirt, you yep. know, your CDs and merch are basically like shirts now or like a hat, you know, that that's what they are now. You know, your music now is basically just like creative it, it's it's back to what it was it's creative content 
So instead of people trying to monetize off their music, which a lot of people see in a lot of different ways, you know, because they're like, oh, man, it's, it's music. It's not about selling the music. It's about the art of it and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. So yeah. now you can be that artist. You can be creative and you can focus on all the creatives. Build your fucking profile up. And, you know, like I said on the last episode, have a fucking podcast where you talk about something else. Now you've built your profile up that when people find out about your podcast, they start listening more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said before, you know, you can, on average, you can get about $25 per ad read per 1000 uh, listeners that listeners, you have yeah. per, per episode. Yeah. Right. You know, so you got one ad read cause you're only getting 1000 people. You got one ad read, right? Well, you just made $25 an episode drop four episodes a month, there's a hundred bucks right there. Bucks. Okay, yeah. well, you can use that hundred bucks and start doing fucking marketing and grow that to 2,000, you know, listeners, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're getting 400 or, yeah, $200 a month. Right? A my, month. Yeah. my math fucked me there for a second. Now you're, now you're getting $200 a month. Well, maybe now you got a couple more, couple more sponsors, right? So mm -hmm. now you're doing three ads per episode and you got 2,000. So that's, that's, Three ads at you got two thousand listeners, so that's fifty dollars an ad. So that's one hundred and fifty times four. That's six hundred dollars a month. See, what I'm saying like mm -hmm. it just starts scaling like that. You know what I'm saying? And then you bump it up to you know five ads per episode, and now you're up. You know, and then you can just keep reinvesting just keep that reinvesting, money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six hundred dollars a month to market your podcast. You can double. You can take that two thousand, go to four thousand, and in at least a month. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and and then then I mean. Even still, like even if you take that six hundred dollars and you cover your costs for the podcast and stuff like that, if you do it right, your overhead is going to be minimal, all that stuff. But that kind of stuff is going to be how you make money off of off of music is you build mm -hmm. your brand and the music is your content. You know what I'm That's saying? It's my brand awareness. Absolutely. Focusing absolutely. on brand awareness. Yeah, exactly. And especially with like, you know, the news that Spotify is putting out now, we're recording this at the end of October when you hear it as your business, as I always say, but like here at the end of October, you know, Spotify just dropped some shit that has a lot of people in the indie artist scene shook that they're going to start cracking down more on bots and paying more towards what they call working, working the working artists, artists wow. right? Now the working artists, that's, that's, mm -hmm. That's people who are making, I can't remember what the classification was. I think it is where you're making like a thousand dollars a month off of streams. Like you're getting like over a million streams a month. I think that's mm -hmm. what they consider a working artist, right? So if you're getting less than a million streams per month, then you're not considered a working artist. So you're going to be getting paid less than the 0 0.03 cents per stream that you're already getting. See what I'm saying? I was yep. talking. We we've been talking about this for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been talking about it almost since episode what? Maybe not one, but episode two. two. We've been talking about this at least, right? And I went in full depth with with what I was talking about on on episode fourteen when I rock, rock solo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I went over the article where I saw how how Song Trader was getting bought out by no Song Trader was buying Banzoogle and. No, Song Trader's buying uh, Bandcamp. Yeah, Song Trader's buying Bandcamp. And, and somebody... Banzoogle was going with Distro Distro Kid. Kid. Yeah, Distro Kid was buying them, right? Now, now Song Trader and Distro Kid are both in the business of harvesting mechanical royalties for artists, mm -hmm. right? You know, Song Trader works a little bit differently than Distro Kid, obviously. But in general, that's what they do. Well, they just 
had so much money from their excess that they bought two things. And as I went over in in episode 14, they were specifically going after the super fans that these working artists get. That's why they want to do that, because instead of just making pennies off of the streams, you know, that these companies, DistroKid and stuff like that are, are getting, you know, when they get their cut. Right. Instead of making pennies off of that, they're like, hey, we want to own Bandcamp and Bandzoogle. So then now we can get the revenue off of that because they know once these artists reach a certain level and they're actually getting fans coming to their Bandzoogle or Bandcamp or personal website. Mm hmm. Then, then those fans, they're take they're taking that extra step to go to the website. They're gonna be buying the digital copies of the music. They're gonna be buying physical copies. Facts. They're yeah. gonna be buying merchandise stuff like that. And mm -hmm. Bandzoogle and um, uh, Bandcamp, they take a percentage of that, you know, for their cut as well as you know you got to pay the payment processing fee and sales tax, yada yada, right? Yeah. All part of the business aspect of that. Well, if you have your own website through Wix, for instance, then Wix just you got your your monthly fee and that's it. They don't take any percentage of your sales. You know, your monthly fee, if you have it on like I think it's like a $60 a month hosting plan, mm -hmm. then they give you like like a, I can't remember how many thousand, but thousands, like multiple thousands of transactions for free before you have to pay the per you know, transaction fee thing, right? So they cover all that and stuff. There's different levels. I'm not gonna go deep into that. But but Spotify has a lot of people shook because they're like, hey, we're gonna start really hitting bots hard mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And and I just posted something today on 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 my on my personal Facebook. Um because I got a lot of artists that follow me on the personal Facebook. I've been trying to convert them over to the Music Making Sense podcast. But right. But since I speak to a lot of artists on my personal one, I post made a post. I said, um, let, me, let me look it up real quick. Hot second. Word. All right. So it says, uh, the post I made, it says, Spotify is about to destroy a lot of y'all's bot playlist runs for image. Mm. You ready to do real marketing yet? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm. so I, I took a little bit of shot, but it is that that's exactly what it is. A lot of artists that I see when they're running the, these playlist campaigns and shit like that, they're getting a lot of bots. And then now they got tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of streams. And they're mm -hmm. sitting here, look, all these people that are fucking with me. You need to rock too. And look, I get it. That's, that's, that's part of marketing one-on-one is to get social proof. And the best way to show social proof, so, to the best way to show social proof social myself <laughs> <tongue -tied. laughs> um, is 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 to show you know your numbers right how many people are rocking with this how many people are rocking with that i mean you know i i just recently launched my 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 10 playlist for ten dollars or not my 10 playlist my my 10 blog post mm -hmm. for ten dollars thing that i got with these 10 blogs that i have if you guys haven't checked that out just you know uh go to the social media you'll be able to see that and um actually i think i've been i'm gonna start plugging that in in the in the episode as well too but anyway you know that's one thing that i did with that is i actually went through and showed the numbers how all of these twitter pages and all of these websites that i got are getting tens of thousands of impressions and clicks every single month and so that's a form of social proof to say hey look my shit's working people like my shit so whenever you as an artist are posting up i got fifty thousand plays on my new song within the first three weeks um on spotify 
Well, for an artist who hasn't heard that song yet, they're going to be like, oh, shit, that song's doing good. Let me go check that out, right? But I think a lot of people are starting to get hip now that a lot of these indie artists use bots, right? And so I think that that since that's getting out, the social proof for that's not working anymore. So what you have to actually do is 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 build something more substantial. You know, you have to build real fans. You have to be getting a lot of engagement on your posts. You have to be, uh, you know, start a podcast or something like that and have a lot of people following your podcast and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. really showing that people actually fuck with you. People, people too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because people are catching on to that. And once you're able to show that, once, once for all of y'all who who are all local first, you gotta be known locally before you can get known globally. And you gotta you gotta do the local circuit on shows and everything like that. Okay. Once you are able to show your crowd in those videos whenever you're on stage, then people will actually start fucking with you. But until then, you can't show the crowd, can you? Because that crowd is 15 fucking people, half empty bar, and half the fucking 15 people are not even paying attention. You got that one drunk person dancing in front of you. Other than that, it's empty, right? See, that's one thing I noticed with a lot of artists (laughs) is up and coming. KP's about to choke on his water now. But that's... That's the one thing I noticed with a lot of artists is they will oh, post man. video or picture of them rocking on stage and be like, yo, man, it was it was a movie, man. We we killed it last night. Oh, yeah. Show that crowd. You don't show the crowd. You ever wonder why when Drake is on stage, you can see him at a distance and you see all the crowd in front of him or you see the back shot with him looking out at the crowd and you see the mass of people. That's social proof. Look at all these fucking people that fuck with Drake. Now, obviously, we know that, but you as an indie artist, whenever all we see of your of your live performance is you and the stage, and then whenever we hear the audio, we hear it kind of echoing in the building and shit, and you never show the fucking fans, you never show a single person up in front like, yeah, you never show any of that, that's a clear telltale sign to anybody who has a BS detector. That it, it wasn't a movie. You didn't rock out. You didn't sell out that fucking thing. You paid fifty or a hundred dollars to perform at that empty ass venue for what you thought was going to be exposure because they said some A and R from some fucking Def Jam sub label was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? He said sub label, dude. Not even no for not real. Even just say- <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, man. Look, I've I've been on the other end of this shit. And like me and KP were talking about um after the last episode, mm-hmm. like I I have experience in the background, and that's kind of where I specialize a little bit more. You know, in the last right. episode, I was talking about I got that demon in the back of my head that whenever I start talking, people are gonna be like, Yeah, but Arcos, man, your music doesn't move numbers. And it's in like what KP said in the last episode. Yeah, it's because I don't fucking push it, right? Yeah. Because like I love making music and I love I love doing that. I love collaborating with artists and creating something great. I love doing that shit. Whether it's the music element of it or the video element of it as well, I like doing that shit. However, right. what really speaks to my spidey senses is the business aspect and the marketing aspect. And so that's why I focus more on helping artists and producers try to grow their shit because w- with that I get more fulfillment. 
And also there's the business aspect of it. Obviously, I'm not going to be dumb and say I do it only because I want to feel good inside. Right. right. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a business aspect of that as well. And with that business aspect, I've had experience with indie labels where, mm -hmm. for instance, you know, I, I, I was on a Empire sub label. But since it was distributed through Empire and then whenever you go and you look at the song and all the registries, it says distributed Empire music. Right. Mm -hmm. I can say I was an Empire artist. Right. Even though I had no contract with Empire, I wasn't technically an a label artist. Right. I was just right. through their distro. Same thing with if you get uh, something on Sony Orchard. Right. Well, Sony Orchard is owned by a company called AWOL. Right. right. And AWOL. You once you have so like people people can vouch for you with Empire or with AWOL to get you in if you want to start your own little indie label. Right. And then when you're putting stuff out and then whenever you want to get other artists to rock with it. Right. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme almost. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you got you got the main distributor through Sony Orchard or through Empire. And then you got all these sub labels that that get signed on to it because they have multiple artists and they've shown that they can get numbers up. And so then, then they get a deal through that or whatever. And then now all of their people on their indie label are, or their distribution service, whatever they want to call it, they're all getting their stuff put out through empire or Def jam or, uh, Sony Orchard or whatever, right? And then now these labels are marketing. Hey, man, fuck Distro Kid. I can get you hooked up with with Def Jam. I know people with Def Jam sub labels too, right? Mm -hmm. And like I've personally talked to people with Def Jam sub labels, right? I, okay. All these people, and you know, because like for the last seven years, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been making my music, but I've I've been doing a lot of work on the behind the scenes stuff, networking with different people on indie labels and shit like that. You know, I contemplated starting my own indie label at one time. And then once I partnered with somebody who had an indie label to help them try to grow theirs, I was like, yo, this is a fucking clusterfuck shit show from hell. No, thank you. Uh, how, what do you think about switching this to a marketing agency instead? And he's like, hell yeah, because I'm getting a headache dealing with these fucking people. Okay, cool. So then we fucking transformed it into a marketing agency. And then I got him up and running with that. And then I started my own thing. And me and KP, you know, we have our own thing. We ended up meeting on, on a network and shit like that. And now we got our podcast here and everything. Yep. But like, you know, I, I don't even know how the fuck I got to that point. <laughs> but well but, you know what here's what i can say that will so here's so check this out guys right let's so let's shift the gear so let's well no not shift the gear but since we are in this since we are in gear of this conversation where you're going with it this is i, remember, I feel yeah, like i was tying that into spotify and the bots and trying to build something more right. substantial yeah thank you anyway keep going sorry man so with that what you could think about is other professions you can do within music, right? I mean, and Har Harkos just touched on that. So you guys, so you can look at becoming an AR, an A and R, a manager, owning your own label, um, starting a marketing a marketing agency, helping artists, helping artists de do development, coaching, all those things. Like there's there are so many things that you can do within this industry, and yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton and of it. And you can do it at the same time. You're still creating your own music and putting it out there, you yeah. know, because because like, you know, I like and me that's and what KP, I was about to say. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, me and KP are both artists as well. We mm -hmm. both enjoy making music. Yep. And so 
we make that music. And, but then at the same time, we we see the value in helping others mm-hmm. and helping others grow, helping others think a little bit outside the box. You know, like that's that's one of the big things that I'm really, really good at is yeah. thinking outside the box, because even though I'm, on, you know, I'm 37 years old, you know, pushing 40, I still have a highly rebellious nature. Right. Yeah. Where where when somebody tells me, hey, this is the box you got to fit in if you want to be an artist, I'm like, yo, fuck you and your box. <laughs> right. I'm going to do something totally different. Right. You know, that's why whenever, you know, like a couple of years ago or whatever, whenever people are like, oh, you got to do live shows. I'm like, I'm never going to do a live show. How about that? Mm. I'm not going to do it anymore. And whenever I go do them, I don't take any video or nothing like that, because like I've said before, I do them as a favor to a friend of the family. Right. But. But like. You know, and, and with the streams and stuff like that, I'm just like, yo, fuck streams. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, I started, you know, on my on my music, I ran for like a whole year where I didn't have anything up on any streaming platforms. So I pulled everything down and I was just running based off of, hey, free downloads of my music over on, on my website. Right? right. And then I put snippets up, put the music video up, stuff like that. Right. And it works decent. But but, you know your music is your content and you got to put that out there and it's it's not monetizable anymore y'all mm-hmm. i mean spotify is saying that right here to your face they're saying hey look fuck you and somebody responded to that post that i said and they're like oh finally they're going to get rid of all these bot artists and stuff and i mm-hmm. said yeah they might get rid of some but they're still going to keep some because that is more plays and and listeners and stuff like that even though they're bots that's still more that they can pitch and then they can still charge people for the advertising you know what i'm saying because i because if none of y'all have ever tried to do a spotify ad yet there's a minimum amount of money that you have to put down yeah and it's like i think it's like 50 or 75 bucks per ad right minimum Right. And you have to have a amount, was it 1,500 monthly listeners or 15,000 yeah. monthly listeners? Yeah, stuff like that. Well, and yeah. that and, and that's if you're trying to promote something that's the up part, on Spotify, yeah, right? But if you're trying to get, if you're trying to just run a regular ad for an outside product, mm-hmm. it's still a $50 minimum to run it up on there as well, too. Yeah. And, oh, so for Marquee, yeah, that's right, because we talked about yeah, that in the course, yeah, Marquee no, campaign. Yeah, marquee campaign is when you're trying to highlight yourself as an artist, right? And you're trying to just to boost your profile. But if you want to actually run it, run it as a regular ad, not a marquee ad, stuff like that. But yeah, either way, there are minimums to that shit. You can't just hop in there on that. Right. And and that's where Spotify makes their money, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my my conspiracy theory that I'm probably gonna get proven correct on here soon with the way shit's going with the article I went over on episode 14 and uh-huh. how Spotify is doing this shit on how the major, the six, six or seven major labels own these, these, these DSP companies and get 50% rev share off top. And then that's why all these indie artists are getting kicked down fractions of pennies per play. And that's getting ready to go down even lower as well too, almost to zero. Like I said, on episode like 12 or some shit like that, you know, is because, you know, they're getting the money through ad 
ads and they know that the music is the content that keeps the people listening and they can keep charging the ad revenue. And eventually they're going to hit an ad apocalypse type of situation like Facebook and Instagram and shit like that did a few years back where the ads just tanked because they had so much bots and people started realizing that they're putting all this money up, they're getting all this reach, but they're not getting any conversion on their ads. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to switch to a different medium, right? And right. so people are going to go to something else. You know, I mean, I don't know if you all have seen it, but TikTok now has a, a marketplace now. So, mm -hmm. so, and they even branched out into, um, didn't they do something with music? Like a, yeah, they got music, a music, but they got a music label. Yeah. Music label type of thing. Dis yeah. Distribution. distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, distribution. distribution. So not only do they, you know, can you get the royalties? If you have distro kid, you can get the royalties off of your music spins on TikTok, you know, but TikTok has their own individual thing as well too. And then they have their own shop now as well too. So it's like a full marketplace and everything. A, a lot of companies are getting, are going to eventually, they're going to adapt or die. And what they're going to adapt to is the one app model that China has. Right. I can't remember the name of their app. I don't think it's I don't think it's WeChat. I think it's something else. But they have an app over there that Elon Musk is trying to model Twitter or X off of. And it's an it's the everything app. So you get on the app. It's kind of like what Facebook tried to do for a little bit. But I, I feel it's going to get branched even more. But you go on there and you can buy stuff on there. You can send people money on there. You can view content on there. You can do all kinds of stuff on there, right? It's more than just one thing. It's more than just social media. It's social media and a marketplace and, 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 right? It's just more yeah. ands. Like you can wow. do, you, you can trade currency. You can buy Bitcoin. You can do this. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? They want it to be an everything app. And so a lot of these places are going to start going to everything apps. I mean, fuck, Song Trader and DistroKid just bought out Banzoogle and Bandcamp. You can't tell me that around the beginning of the year, here's my prophecy, around the beginning of the year, you're going to see DistroKid and Song Trader start offering website services to all their fucking uh, subscribers. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a separate package where like. You know, on one package, you get a free website or whatever. And then on the pro package or whatever, you get a free pro package with it or something. Dude, I just said here, dude, just from you saying that, I just realized that's going to be a huge competition because now you just made a very valid point about them being able to use the website. And you guys, peep this. You have to look at the services each one of them provide, right? Look at the services because number one, you have Song Trader, who also who deals with sync licensing, and they have distribution. Mm -hmm. Okay, now and then you have DistroKid, who has distribution, but they also put videos, mm -hmm. plus the YouTube and all those other little those old little perks that they have. Right then, when you look at Banzoogle a website for musicians. Okay. Look at what you can be able to do now. So, cause, cause they use, cause uh, Banzo, Banzoogle use SoundCloud. You can, you can import your songs from SoundCloud to your mm -hmm. Banzoogle. Okay. Account. Now you're going to have now for us who have Banzoogle and DistroKid, the advantages are going to be so are going to be so huge for us because now we're going to have the services of not only just our distribution service of DistroKid, but we can use it on our web. 
mm-hmm. now we have it from through the website so just that connection right there i was just just talking with i was just uh watching a video i was just talking about anthony fan uh tell you about anthony fantano or fontano and fontana i think that's his name well i'm gonna make sure i look at it again just so i don't butcher it but he had um posted about he he was talking about his concern with Bandcamp, and it was actually a video he just did on youtube today and so he posted his concern about Bandcamp, um and it was about mainly the layoffs and stuff which i just feel like okay that's, layoffs, that's, happen layoffs, lay, layoffs happen yeah I, I i mean that happens but here's what i'm seeing and and i guess from him it's, it's like you're not looking at it from a perspective of dude Look at the services that they're going to be able to provide for these artists. Now, that's going to make working arts for those artists who are like myself, who are in those low ass numbers, y'all. Right. It's going to give me more of an advantage now to do to put to pick up numbers because I have the service of DistroKid and Banzoogle all as a merge. So now I can just go ahead when I upload music, when I'm ready to re- release and all that other stuff, I'm already now having the website so I can use that and, pr- and advertise and promote and everything. And two, my merch is on there. My music is on there. All of that, right? And mm-hmm. b- b- being able to do updates and just everything. It's going to be a huge advantage. So for artists who think that it's going to be a downfall or like it's going to it's going to destroy us or whatever or feel like it's going to be a hindrance i'm i'm going to have to disagree with that man cuz i just yeah. i mean just just from the no, just it's going to be a benefit it's going to be a benefit it's a hell of a net benefit because it it is going to allow you to do so much more all in one place so yeah. you're going to be able to you know distro kid and and band camp or whatever right mm-hmm. so you're going to be able to have your website and you're going to upload your music it will distribute to all the streaming platforms via distro kids already built network and yep. then it's going to automatically be on your website and then i'm sure that's going to be synced as well too to where when people listen to it on your website it still counts as a stream on whatever for distro kid mm-hmm. right and sure, they're probably gonna have a different ranking level. Uh, you'll probably be able to serve ads on your website as well, too. And so then and then yeah. you'll yeah, and you'll get a cut off of the ad revenue from the ads when people go to your page to watch your mm-hmm. stuff. You'll be able to link in your email marketing as well, too, with that, and then sell your merchandise exactly through there. And then you can have a blog on there as well, too. So yeah. whenever you post a blog, it automatically links to all your social media and post to your social media and everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that you can do from a website you're going to be able to have that plus the distribution aspect yeah. from distro kid or song trader and they're looking for and then for Bandcamp, and then i, I didn't even touch on Bandcamp and song trader hmm. you're looking at the sync you're looking at merch how how um Bandcamp is when it comes to merch and selling and giving profit to artists and all those that are artists first profit right hmm. you're looking at all those things and and now now you're going to be able to connect the fact that you can sync, so you're going to be making money from your sync plus your merch. All those, I mean, dude, you're talking a huge ad. And if they do, yep. if they do this thing right, right, and if they're going to keep the service, <laughs> that's the key. If they keep right, if they keep the services but do it right, and the merch, man, I'm telling you right now, dude. Yeah. 
artist. It's going to be a one-stop shop. It's going to be some one-stop shop. And it's going to be so dope because now they're going to be able to see you and your music. They're going to be able to, they're going to be able to get your music that's on that's in new movies and soundtracks and all that other stuff in commercials. They're going to have that access now. Your mm -hmm. audience, your 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 audience, your fans are going to be able to have that access, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm excited, man. Like I'm excited yeah. to see where this really goes because yeah, you because just look what? at just listen, look at the money you're gonna be able to make and just being able to have that and just networking it, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, man, you're gonna be cooking, dude. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, and you can, you know, <laughs> once you start getting some sync and you're in some movies and TV shows, you can you can use that as a marketing angle too. Have you seen this new show, this new hit show or this new hit movie? Mm -hmm. Well, if you did, you would have heard my music. Well, if you want to listen to the full song, go to my website and you can download it for free. Well, now you got their email okay. address and now wow. you're even doing the connection between that. Mm -hmm. So if people do go watch that movie, now you just got a hit on another sync, right? And then oh. they go to your website, even if you give it to them for free, well, now you just got their their metadata and shit like that, you know, and, you know, you got another visitor and, another, you know, then they have the opportunity to shop around on your website, see what it's all about. You know, if you host your, all your video content for your YouTube is up there, whatever, they can click on that and go from oh. there. They can go deeper down what's called the customer journey, mm -hmm. all right? And so, you know, a lot of y'all don't a lot a lot of people listening right here right now since me and kp figured it out the the market that we really cater to the most is the ground level or the level one artist who has an idea but they don't necessarily have the footwork or they have the they have a good solid fo footing but they're trying to go to that next level mm -hmm. you know a lot of the things that we talk about a lot of these you know the the working artists that get a yeah. million streams a month or more they mm -hmm. already have a manager that takes care of this they already have a pr person who does all of their social media and everything like that they already have all these people that do that and so and not knocking their work of having to get it right like no, we're not no, knocking no, the work no, no. not knocking we're not knocking the work that the way no, we're not but, we're not talking we're not talking about the journey it took to get there right. we're talking about they're already there so they don't right. necessarily need a lot of things you know and i'm not going to call any of them out by name because i'm not trying to uh start anything Thing, but there's a lot of channels out there on YouTube and stuff like that who talk about marketing advice and they talk about it from that working artist level and mm -hmm. they're talking about things that working artists need to do in order to break that new song well in order to break a new song you got to put in thousands and thousands of dollars in the marketing behind it in order to break it to where it's getting tens of millions of streams and and stuff like that and it's actually getting viral well mm -hmm. if you're a ground level or level one artist you're nowhere near having the ability to do that you know unless you're moving some major weight out in the streets, you don't have ten thousand dollars to fucking push a song properly. Or you got that song that just yeah, or you got that song that just pops and you can easily put shout out to Kaylin Bree, can put about five hundred bucks behind it and you mm. and you start gaining because you're able because that song just you just got a popping ass song. Yeah, but and but at the same time though, you know, it's just like that that metaphor: if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody mm -hmm. hear it? If there's no one around, well, it's the same thing with your dope ass song. If nobody can hear it, if you're not marketing the people, then it never fucking happened, yep. you know. And you got to have the money to put the gas in the tank to get it going, but you got to build your car right first.
All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just wanted to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back Back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode you got to build your car right first. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You want to use some metaphors. Your music career is a car. You got to build that right. You got to make sure your tires are inflated. You got to make sure the oil is on point. You got to yeah. make sure. And then the gasoline is the money, the dollars, excuse me, the dollars that you put in is what you put in the gas tank. And then uh-huh. that dollars in marketing money gets you down the road. Now, it, your gas tank is purely your marketing money only. It has nothing to do with you know, the quality of your music or the quality of your music videos or anything like that. That's all the money that you put into fixing your car or buying the car in general. Mm-hmm. The money that you need to put in your gas tank is purely marketing only. So not only have you spent all this money with your regular maintenance of your car, of buying the car in general, everything like that, which, you know, to flip it back to what I'm talking about, you know, your your studio time, your mixing and mastering, your beats, your music video, your all of that stuff that you put in there, even if you do a lot of it yourself, you're spending a lot of time and you're spending some money. And that's all building your core. But then your marketing budget is what gets you going. And a lot of these other channels out here, they'll be talking about stuff. They're all talking about it at that at that tier five level artist, right? Where you're a working artist. You know, let's just let's just call it that. I'll start creating my own fucking lingo, right? So you got ground level and then you got you got level one, right? right? So level one, you're actually starting to get some movement and stuff like that. You're starting to get like hundreds of streams a month and stuff like that off your stuff, maybe even getting close to like a thousand or whatever. And you're doing it organic, right? You're not right. doing it. You're not doing it uh, through bots or playlisting or nothing like that, right? Yeah. It's all organic just from you networking and sharing and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's where you're at at ground level and level one. When you're at tier five, you're getting over a million streams a month. You got a team that you are paying to do a lot of your management, your tour, your everything like that, your merch, all that stuff. You're subcontracting out, subcontracting out all of that. Mm-hmm. That's like a level five, man. And that's where a lot of these, these other people talk about. We don't talk about it. We're talking about, you know, getting that car right and then starting to put some gas in the tank to get you down the road and stuff like that, you know, and, and a lot of artists still falling victim to this trap of let me dump 
uh, you know, $100 a month into a, a playlist campaign that will get me, you know, 20,000 streams or something like that, 30,000, 40,000 streams. So then I can stunt for the next month or two that I just got 40,000 streams in the first month on my new single. You need to go check it out. When La Russell, re- and you got La Russell who performing in his backyard and making that mm-hmm. hundred thousand. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. People, mm-hmm. people are not necessarily looking at Lil Russell's model. They're looking at Russ. This model. Mm-hmm. They're looking at Six Nines model on how they got big. They got big by taking a lot of money, pumping it into shit, making it look good, and then kind of run it from there. It doesn't work anymore. You know, and, and Spotify is telling you that right now. They're like, hey, we're gonna start cracking down even more on bots and we're gonna start paying you less unless you're hitting a certain threshold. Then you get they're gonna have tiers, right? It's gonna be a tiered feudal society on these streaming platforms now. And if you're ground level or level one, you're at the bottom and no hashtag strategy, no how to break an artist in 30 days strategy, no, none of that shit. <laughs> none of that, is, <laughs> yeah, none yeah. of that shit is gonna help you at all. No. You're going to be hearing that and you'll be like, all right, yeah, I need to do that. Okay, so I need to get $10,000 to promote my new music video and I need to spend $6,000 on the music video. It's like, okay, good fucking luck. Good luck to you, buddy. Because if you can do that, then like we were talking about in the last episode, you can actually start making some real waves like Jeezy did whenever he was getting started. He fucking put, he pressed up. This is back before streaming and shit like that. This is back when physical copies were the world, right? He pressed up 50,000 copies of his fucking mixtape and handed it out for free at all the nightclubs and shit like that all around Atlanta to get his buzz popping, all right? So however much money he put in on that was at least $50,000 probably. And obviously he had that from not a nine-to-five job. But that's besides the point. You know, he what he had to do. y'all can't do that if you don't have all that money for the gas tank. Yeah, that's why that's why you've seen some of these um, social media influencers who start making music and it immediately pops and does good and does, you know, millions of streams in the first week and stuff. It's because they already have the money off of their influencer money yeah. and they've already built their brand. I'm not saying you guys got to go out there and do all these influencer tactics that, you know, the Paul brothers or, you know, anybody <laughs> like exactly. I was thinking that when you right, said yeah, you, you ain't got to do all that. You no. can be you right. They're being them. That's who they are. Right. That's who the Paul brothers are is what you see. Right. Supposedly. I don't know them personally, but anyway, that they're being them. They've always been being them. You need to be you. So like we talk about, man, if it is, you know, your thing is, fashion like kp right your thing's fashion have a podcast where you're talking about the latest fashion you're talking about the newest thing in fashion you're talking about some controversy some buyout that's going on in fashion something right you know if you want to talk about sports you know talk about the latest sport thing or whatever whatever your thing is whatever makes you you talk about it right and and if you have nothing that you could talk about besides play my music and then in your music, you're just talking about the same shit that you heard on the radio. Then you need to do some inner reflection, honestly, because if you have nothing more than your music to offer somebody, it's not going to go anywhere anymore. Nowadays, people are not resonating with people who are not something more than just music. You know, that's why VH1 always did behind the music series and shit like that for years. Right. It was to help showcase what it's like behind the music and what these artists are like. And that's where MTV Cribs came in and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a glamorized, bastardized version of mm-hmm. that, 
but it was people liked that. You know, people like seeing artists do other things. And that's what you have to do. You have to branch out, you know, and and especially if you want to be a lyrical artist, because you have all these things that I just talked about. You have all that shit against you, you know, and some of y'all might be thinking, well, fuck, I'm just going to start making beats then because that sounded a lot easier to manage and scale from what Harkos was talking about. Okay, cool. Hit me up. I'll help you promote it. But but if you want to be a lyrical artist and you would put your shit out there, I know some artists who make beats as well. And so then they, you know, they run beats under a different name. Yep. And then they make money off of that. And then they use that to fund their lyrical stuff. And sometimes they use their own beats and stuff like that. I know a few artists like that. You know, some artists use their artist name as their beats name too. And some don't. And I personally think, you know, I I told an artist one time, you know, he was talking about coming up with his own merch. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Come up with your own stuff, but run it under a different company name that has nothing to do with you. I mean, legally it is yours, right? right? But have it on the surface be nothing that has to do with you. And then you market for them on your music shit like they are a sponsor of you. Right. Right. And and you come at it with the angle, look, I even got brands wanting to work with me type of shit, right? Even though it's your own brand, you're kind of doing a little stump, you know, a little pump fake right there with them. But then you can also build that brand completely independent from you with standard social media marketing and ads and stuff like that. And just basically pure off of the, the content of the merchandise, right? You know, you're showing pictures of all the stuff people are wanting to buy it because people like buying shit like that. And then you can do a whole line of marketing with all that stuff. Hit me up. I can help you out with that too. But you know, you can go that whole angle over there and then all that money is coming in the average person has no clue that that's actually your company. Your face is not attached to it at all. So if you slip up and say something crazy, reckless on the internet, it's only going to possibly tarnish one element of you, and that is your music and your musical brand. That's not going to fuck with your moneymaker, which is your merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like something like that. You know, having separate business entities is, is great. You know, because consider more of a clothing line if you were going to do that, because your merch line would be more attached to you as an artist, because that's what merch would be more associated with. So what he's saying is like if you have a clothing line and then and you're an artist, then you can detach yourself from the clothing line, your own face from the clothing line, have a totally different name under it different style, whatever. Right. But just you won't be a you don't you won't have to you won't have to deal with certain things having that clothing line, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to separate yourself from the clothing line and be your, and be your own, have you know, so you can have your opinions and those things and have your views and things that you may want to do. You separated from the separated from the clothing line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that's, I use the term merch instead of clothing right. line. I'm sorry, but, but yeah. yeah, that's, but like, like KP just doubled down. That's exactly what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and you know, and a lot of people they'll be like, okay, but you know, Jeezy had eighty seven thirty two line. The game had hurricanes. You know, Fifty Cent had had uh, G Unit clothing, and and you know, Jay Z had Rockefeller or Rockaware. I mean, you know, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, but that was then. This is now. None what, of the what fuckers was the have that anymore. Yeah, and what was the mistake you just yeah, made? That exactly. was the very mistake they made. Yep. They attach themselves too much to that. Because if you think about it, man, 
when they're rocking Gucci clothes or, mm-hmm. you know, or any other brand, right? They got, they got Timbo boots. They got fucking, um, um, any, any clothing line, either rocking Louis Vuitton belts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Would they say something reckless? It doesn't fuck take a single penny out of Louis Vuitton. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And, and they can have a partnership. Like, like, like Jeezy had a partnership with Boost Mobile. He didn't own Boost Mobile, as far as I know, but he had a partnership with them, right? So if he says something reckless, Boost Mobile just drops him and gets a different spokesperson, right? And so you can do that same thing with your independent clothing line or whatever kind of line you want to have, whatever kind of e-commerce business you want to have outside of your music. Yeah. You can have your own thing over there. Even if you're a lyrical artist and you want to make beats, separate that from yourself. That way you're diversifying as much as possible. You know, you know, just like if you if you do any kind of investments, yeah, you got some stocks, you got some municipal bonds, and then you also have some securities, you know, you have some other things you diversify with precious metals and and oil stocks and and tech and bio and you know what I'm saying you diversify your portfolio. You need to do that, you know, because you can't put all your money in the Tesla stock. And then have something go wrong. And the next thing you know, you just lost half your money, you know, because when Tesla stock goes down, you know, Rivian may go up, which is one of their competitors for EV cars. Mm -hmm. It may go up. But if you had both, well, when you lose one, it goes up on the other. You know, you're kind of still moving down the fucking road. That's why you have to diversify your portfolio when you do taxes. That's so true. And the same thing when it comes to you as an artist, you know, like, and, and we've talked about this before where Barry White, has shown this video or it was in this video where he talked about music being your life and how you have to learn pretty much. You have to learn everything. You need to be the songwriter. You need to learn about being the A&R. You need to learn about being the manager, the finder, the accountant. You need to learn about being the CEO pretty much. I mean, like he was just breaking that down and that was in the eighties when he spoke about that. Yeah, and he so was speaking imagine, on yeah, yeah, so right. imagine what he's right. <laughs> yeah, imagine what it's like now. And I mean, I, I would imagine that he wasn't talking about know all of that, so you can do it all yourself and drive yourself crazy. He's talking right. probably more about know how to do all of that. So yeah, you can get yourself off the ground. But then once you start hiring people, you'll know if they're fucking up or not. And yeah. you'll know it quicker than when shit hits the fan. And all of a sudden now you're Wesley Snipes and now you're going to prison for tax evasion because you didn't know how to do taxes. So you hired somebody who was shady as fuck. And now you're in prison. You know what I'm saying? That nigga 50 cent talking about, you got to pay your taxes, man. Right. Exactly. You got to pay your taxes, man. Exactly. Stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. About Ja Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stuff like that, right? And when Ja Rule did that, when did that island you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The island thing or whatever, you know? Yep. He trusted the wrong fucking people to do it for him. Yep. Shit like that. You got to at least know a little bit of what you're doing. Yeah, you're going to have fucking L's. You're going to take them all day. Mm-hmm. But if you commit, if you if you know about what's going on as much as possible, and then you try to, to mitigate that risk by overseeing what's going on, you're going to be in a lot better place. A lot better place, man. That's why I had said with us, like I was saying for me, when like when Harcos is just touching about how he's he's much more behind, he's much more about being behind the scenes and being more and and administrative work. Whereas for me as an artist, I am more, I'm I'm definitely more artist forward, more artist first because I want to play, I want to get out there and play, and I love I love playing and I love performing. So it is that for me that is my first priority, but 
the blessing of learning about the music business, been learning about the business, learning about behind the scenes, how an AR works, how marketing, you know, those things, learning how those things work, learning the behind the scenes work is so important because now as an artist, I'm a lot more confident in being able to get out here and perform because now I understand the business and know my worth and how I can approach my worth and getting what I negotiate. Exactly. So, and see, and see, you know, this is another area where, where me and KP are almost like mirror opposites and fill in with each other when it comes to all this shit, because, mm -hmm. you know, like he just said, he loves being up on stage, rocking out. And that's what he would much rather do over anything else in the world. And oh, besides I besides being my loving daughters. Besides, besides, besides family, right? I'm yeah. talking about career, right? Right, but right? we talk career, career fans. Career, yeah, I know. I just want, I just right, want to right, throw right. it out there because I don't yeah. talk about it enough. But you know, my baby, yeah. I love my baby girls. So make sure, you, yeah, make sure you cover that base. But right. what I'm saying is, like, you know, career and hobby based, right? You know, you, you know that that's what he likes to do. Me, I give a fuck less. I love creating music. Right. I love putting it out there and stuff like that. But I give a fuck less about wasting my time for five hours on a fucking Friday night at a goddamn bar performing or at some right. event performing stuff like that. It just doesn't do it for me. Mm. I mean, unless I'm getting paid up front and stuff like that, I still got fucking 20 other things I could be doing with my time instead. Right. That's not how I want to spend my time. Right. However, like he just said, we both know both sides of the fence. So, so he knows the business aspect well enough to where he can help other artists do it but he would much rather try to learn how to do it use it for himself to get himself going so he can go out there and perform and then subcontract it out to other people possibly me and then subcontract right. it out to other people oh yeah and then he <laughs> knows he knows whenever he goes and checks in he's not just looking oh did you make me money this month okay cool right he's not looking at that oh why did i lose 10 grand this month He's not doing that. No. He's going and looking. He's like, okay, hey, I see what's going on here. You might want to adjust to this or that or whatever. He can see that kind of stuff and then just mm -hmm. go back to doing what he's doing because he knows how to how to do all that stuff. He may not be the expert, but he knows the expert's job. Yeah. And 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 so then he can go and focus on that. Well, with me, like, you know, I, I enjoy creating the music. I know how to create the music and the video content and all that kind of stuff and do the social media marketing aspect of that from an artist perspective on like what all I need to do as an artist, what kind of how how creative I need to be, how on it I need to be, how consistent I need to be with the creating with creating the, and posting the content from the artist's creative side. I know how to do all of that. But then at the same time, I would much rather be in the background helping other people build all that stuff and seeing them take off and get it going and stuff like that. And then, yeah, maybe circle back, start doing my own stuff and everything like that, Just you know, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, stuff like that, you know, and I could, I could be the behind the scenes type of you shit. You could still you know? be behind because you could be mm -hmm. with doing like composing and producing. You can still be behind the yeah. scenes. And the one thing you just touched on too is about, being able to have or having the advantage of learning about music marketing in the business, right? As a performer, and you and you touch and again you touched on this, um, shows hmm. you are now able to create your own shows. You're able to now book your own style of shows. You don't have to wait, you don't have to be playing at this bar. And trying to, you know, hustle for pennies and put, mm -hmm. and have these other sell shit for other people. You don't have to do that 
right? Yo, she I actually business. was at I was at a show one time that I opened up for. It was actually the last show. Somebody was like a guest appearance or whatever, and and, and they were they were they they came in from like another town. They were like doing like a tour or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they came in. They weren't a big name or nothing like that. They mm-hmm. literally went around with a bucket afterwards for mm-hmm. money for gas. It actually said on the bucket it said gas money, and they were actually like literally going around panhandling after the show. Basically, yeah. like they did the show. Now they're working for tips or whatever. And I was just sitting there. I was like. That does not sound sustainable. It's not. That, it's not yeah, at, all. At, at all. You know, so whenever you said, you know, begging for pennies, all of a sudden that just like triggered in my head. I'm like, I saw an artist literally have a change bucket. Shake mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they made a few bucks for performing, right? Because mm-hmm. it was one of those you get paid for performing gigs, right? It was okay. solid shit. So, paid so they, got, they got paid for performing. And then they went around with a tip jar basically for gas and stuff like that. But then they like live in their car slash hotels here and there. And then they they travel all around and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool because they they were ended up getting ready to go to Asia and do some stuff over there for like a month. So that's pretty solid, you know. Okay. You know, so they're they're doing what they want, but they're really, really strapped. I mean, you know, like what are they gonna do when shit hits the fan and all of a sudden, you know, they're not able to get shows anymore for a little while. You know, now they're sitting out here really grinding and hustling, trying to figure something else out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that that's why you just got to. The old ways worked in the old days. They don't always work now. So nope. you got to adapt with the times and you got to try to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's that's just how it that's that's how businesses succeed. You know, I mean, fucking. You know, TV repairmans don't fucking exist anymore. You know, and if you wanted to, if you wanted to say, I'm going to be a TV repairman for the rest of my life, well, eventually you got laid off. Yeah. You know, eventually you had no more customers coming in. And, you know, you don't need to do that when you could have been like, oh, I'm good at fixing electronics. Let me just switch and be uh, iPhone and tablet repair. You know what I'm saying? Like, Anybody who did that, now they're making more, way more than they did with TV repair. However, they're doing good. And then they're looking at what used to be their competition, the other TV repair shop in town or the next town over. That's out of business. And the dude's on disability or unemployment now because he had no other fucking skills. He didn't diversify well enough, you know, and and that's just what you have to do because in the face of you know, Spotify making their changes and, you know, the mergers that are going on in the music industry, you have to stay on your toes and you got to be as independent as possible and as non-reliant on these fuckers as much as possible as well, too. Because all it takes is one algorithm change. All it takes is one fucked up post that you make and now your Facebook shut down for 30 days and now you're fucked. Or now your Facebook's permanently deleted or something like that, right? Because it was your final offense or something like that, right? Yeah. Anything could happen. So if you're relying on just one fucking thing, then then you're 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 lost in the wind. Yeah. So so take all this information. In the woods, homie. Exactly. <laughs> I like going to the woods. I go there. Yeah, I mean, morning. I do too, but I'm just saying. Well, I don't yeah, like you, getting stuck there. Yeah, you don't, don't like being stuck in that motherfucker. No, no, <laughs> no, I like to be able to maneuver yeah. around as much as I want to, right? Exactly. But see, you know, take all this information that we're giving you yeah. and apply it. And if you need help, hit us up. 
free consultation. And then we can go from there on, on working with you and helping you actually grow what you're doing, whether you're an artist or you're a producer, or, you know, maybe you just had an idea for a clothing line and you're like, man, you know, Harco seems to really know the fuck out of some e-commerce shit. Let me hit him up about that. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that, all that kind of stuff. Whatever your question is, hit us up. If we can't help you personally, we know people who can help out in almost anything. Yeah, I actually you just know. speaking of it, I just had one of my lab, my last um artist that I coached. I was that's what I was helping him with was getting their getting their biz their um merch line, their um, mm-hmm. no clothing line going. Right. So that was a yeah, that was a big it was a it was a closing a big closing uh project to end with uh for being for me as a coach but yeah. definitely like i like you said though but now you know it's like getting into the marketing side of pot just talking about it on the podcast and really mm-hmm. just reaching out and helping other artists like in this manner for me right and i really enjoy it so yeah, yeah absolutely man you know so so whatever it is that that you're wanting to work on work on it yep. get it taken care of and start moving it to the next level keep on tuning in here to everything that we give you right here in the way of free information if you want a music re- music marketing review or just a regular marketing review hit hit us up as well too wherever you're listening to this right now or go to the socials mm-hmm. all information is available as always at musicmakingsensepod.com and uh you can hit us up on there. You can do everything like that. Get in contact with us if you need help with anything, if you want to work on anything, even if you just had a quick question, right? Hit us up. We'll be glad to help you out. No problem whatsoever. And uh, keep tuning in. Keep sharing the show. If if you saw value in anything that we do, share it with at least one other artist that you know, all right? Because you know there's at least one person that needs to hear it and one person who wants to hear it. Yep, you know, and you so- know, yeah, they're definitely definitely mm-hmm. artists out there that that, will, that wants to hear it and, and mm-hmm. are asking questions right now yeah. as we speak yeah because they're listening to all these all these big youtube channels and stuff like that throwing out all this marketing advice and a lot of what they say is not resonating with them they're like okay that sounds cool i can't even get to that level yet i can't yeah. even start working on that shit now exactly that's why we try to help you out build that ground and then work from there and we talk about some top level stuff what's going on top level even though you're not there i'm like hey this is what's going on up here so be prepared for that that. on your way you know what i'm saying yeah so be prepared for that and then see what the top level people are doing figure out how to do that yourself in a cheaper way Mm -hmm. and and navigate and then you'll break free of all the other people around you yeah do it within your means Exactly, exactly. So, but anyway, we're going to get the hell up out of here. Or see y'all on the next episode. And as always, keep tuning in, keep rocking with us here on Music Making Sense Podcast. See y'all next time. Hell yeah. Holla.